The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show. I am very excited today to bring you such an important topic with such an amazing author who's really affecting millions of lives and helping so many people. And my guest is Catherine Woodward Thomas. And her national best-selling book, is Calling in the One, and she has a brand new book. She's a licensed marriage and family therapist, and she is the co-creator of the Calling in the One and Feminine Power online courses. She has a brand new book, Conscious Uncoupling, and we're going to talk to Catherine today about her book, Conscious Uncoupling, Five Steps to Living Happily Even After. And that's what she's doing. And she's, this has been endorsed by many people. And it's a best-selling book. And we're so happy to have Catherine with us. Hello, Catherine. Hi, Patricia. Great to be here. Yeah, it's really great to have you. I mean, and, and I'm full disclosure here. <laughs> I want to let people know that I took your calling in the one course and found oh. it really helpful. And I think this, this next course, Conscious Uncoupling, it is so important for those people who are breaking from relationships and they can't seem to get past them. And that's what this is about, isn't it? You know, how do you get past it to live a happy life and not store all of that bitterness and anger? Mm-hmm. Well, I think breakups are a crossroads and we're either going to live a, a lesser life in the aftermath of lost love or we're going to expand and grow so that we are capable of happier, healthier, richer experiences of love moving forward. Now, when you so created, not just, yeah, yeah, when you created the first program, calling in the one, what was the catalyst for you to create that? Well, I have at the very core of me a deep devotion to um, helping us all really, to expand our ability to give and receive love. So that's my personal calling. And Calling in the One was written from my own experience. I'm a licensed therapist and mm. uh, had been working with people for years and leading workshops. And um, But Calling in the One was something that I created out of my own experience of kind of manifesting a miracle, I think, in my early 40s, where I'd never been able to create a loving partnership that lasted over time. I had a pattern of unavailable men. Uh, so I used to, you know, joke every size, size, shape, and form of unavailability 
would find its way to my doorstep, married men, engaged men, alcoholic men, commitment phobic men, and gay men who wanted to explore. <laughs> That's my, but it was true. You know, every form of, of unavailability. And, I, and I, it just felt like it was just happening to me, and I didn't quite understand. And at some point I thought, I, you know, it must be my fate to be alone in life. And so when I was in my early 40s, I set an intention to be engaged by my 42nd birthday, which was completely outrageous. But instead of running out to try and make that happen, I went within to discover all the barriers that I built against love and, oh. uh, and, and what I needed to shift in my own consciousness to become magnetic to love. And lo and behold, I did meet and marry a wonderful man and uh, gave birth to our daughter at the age of 43. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. the calling in the one is basically wow. um, mapping out the process that I engaged that helped me to create that miracle well, and it has since you know, gone on to help many, many thousands of other people well, do the same thing. Well, but that's what makes it so powerful, Catherine, is that you went through it. So you know it works. You know? I mean, that's what that makes works. it so powerful. So powerful. And then you created the second course, Conscious Uncoupling, and the book, also based on your own experience. Tell us about that. Well, after 10 years of being married to this, lovely man, we, you know, wrestled with each other for a while about what the right thing to do was, but we decided to unmarry. Um, and we did that for a lot of reasons, not because we were at each other's throats or necessarily duplicating, you know, horrible scenarios from childhood, but I think, you know, in, in our postmodern world, the reality is is that people change and that sometimes people grow together and sometimes they grow apart. And Mark and I grew apart mm-hmm. in a way that really had us feel like we could choose to stay married or not to stay married. And at some point we felt that it was actually better for both of us to get unmarried. But we didn't want to leave our daughter familyless or torn between two families. So we decided to get unmarried in in kind of an unconventional way, in a very generous way, in a very kind way, creating a lot of cohesion for our daughter, um, and and to, in, in many ways, stay a family, but to reconfigure the family so that we were no longer married and we would transition to, I don't know, like more of a brother-sister energy or, you know, the energy you might have with a cousin who's, you know, a beloved cousin. And so we did that quite successfully, and the people who were closest to us were kind of amazed because they'd never really seen people unmarry that way, which, you know, I think most of us are just pretty prone towards, you know, accepting that divorce is a hostile, antagonistic process. Even the word divorce is a very... Yes, you know, and you haven't been using word. that. Have you noticed that you haven't been using that? You've been using the I word. I don't like the word. I mean, I have to use it because it's the legal term for it, but I don't like it because it basically means to divide and to put asunder and to rupture into two. And mm-hmm. it's that, you know, our language around uncoupling is actually quite harsh. And I think one of the reasons that people took to conscious uncoupling when Gwyneth let the cat out of the bag prematurely, because I yes, wasn't ready to be really, yes. I'd been teaching it for, for a couple of years online as an online course, but I was, you know, knee-deep in the jungles of Costa Rica writing the book proposal, so I was just starting to think about how to bring it out to the world when she kind of, you know, let the cat out of the bag. And, and, to, to and explain you, that for our listeners who don't know, Gwyneth Paltrow was well, going through I have, divorce. You know, I have or, a colleague, you know, we, we colleagues, we therapists and healers, we watch each other's work and we support each other, and one of my colleagues 
was a big fan of my work, was working with Gwyneth and Joe. He used the term with her, and uh, they picked up on it, and they ended up, uh, unbeknownst to him, I think, using it. I mean, he had used it. They had, Gwyneth had asked to, to him to write something on her website explaining so their uncoupling, and he used the term, and then they popped it onto the headline because they liked it so much. And, of course, and there you went were. out to the lexicon Instant. and changed the conversation of divorce <laughs> overnight in, in the, really throughout the world. It was one of the most thrilling things for me oh, ever uh-huh. was to have an impact on culture that way. I interviewed. I mean, you were interviewed about this. Yeah, I went on the Today Show. Oh, it was a big thing because, you know, then the press had to track down where did it come from and what is it. And so I was on the Today Show and the... New York oh. Times did a cover story on me on the Sunday style wow. section and oh, the Time exciting. magazine and Wall Street Journal and Washington Post and London Times. Oh. It was very, very exciting. Oh. And uh, so and I just came out with the book uh, and uh, and it, I'm so excited to tell you, Patricia, it just went on to the New York Times bestseller list. And how long has it been out? Uh, one week. Oh, one, <laughs> one week, week. It went on to the New York Times bestseller oh, list. Oh, how wonderful. I'm beyond and grateful. How Thank wonderful. you. Yeah, yeah, and I want to, well, it's I want to spend time going us, over the principles actually. in this book because it's groundbreaking. Yeah. It's really helping people get through five steps to a breakup and live happily ever after instead of... Even you know, after. So I, I really happily. want to talk about that. But let me just ask you, where can people get the book? Anywhere? But bookstores? Online? Anywhere. Yes, thank you. Anywhere. Okay. All right. So let's me? first start, before we take a break, tell us, um, oh, so so what you said was, as it, what you said is that when you broke up with Mark and you decided to unmarry, you came up with this whole other program, which is what conscious uncoupling is, correct? Based on your own experience. Yes. And, and I'll tell you, you know, I really think as, as I was designing it, what I started to see is it's really a precursor in many ways to calling in the one because one of the biggest obstacles that I've seen now in working with so many thousands of people is that it, it, to cre- help them create love is it w- really one of our biggest um, barriers to opening our heart up is having been hurt in the past or being incomplete with an old relationship. And so conscious uncoupling is about how we can really complete a relationship in a way that leaves us open, happy, healthy, and free to move forward with a fully healed heart. Oh, how beautifully stated. All right, let's do the first step, and then we'll take a break. So the first step in conscious uncoupling is finding emotional freedom. Now, how do you do that when you have those dark and difficult emotions that you're experiencing, like rage and hatred and fear? Yeah, I mean, they're just like tidal waves. And um, first of all, I explain in the book what's happening in our bodies so that we're not so... Um, overwhelmed to try, you know, because they are they are so big these emotions and they the feelings of soulmate to soul hate, you know, rage and desire for revenge can overcome us. Uh, things that are, you know, really out of our own character. Normally, um, the desire to lash out and hurt back and all of those things. So, you know, I want to. I just remind people that. Even though lashing out might feel good in the moment, the, the truth is, is that 
you know, whatever action we take or whatever choices we're making in those moments, we're going to be really living with the consequences of those actions and choices Mm. for many years to come, and particularly our children will be if we have children. So I liken it to planting seeds in your garden. You know, we don't want to plant bitter seeds in our backyard because then we're going to be eating bitter fruits for many years to come. So we want to plant seeds of positivity, seeds of hope, seeds of healing uh, as best we can, even when we have those big feelings. So we have to get a handle on those hot emotions and not just, you know, kind of manage them, but even transform them into the fuel we will need to make positive change. So, for example, if you're feeling a lot of anger, that's because you feel on some level that a violation has occurred and underneath the anger is the impulse and the stand that I should be treated with respect. I should Mm -hmm. be treated well. I deserve to have love, right? So that's something that's good. And you want, you need the energy of that anger pointed in that direction from this Mm -hmm. moment forward. You know, so I help people to set an intention to take their big feelings and those tidal waves of emotions and point it in the right direction towards your own life and towards making Mm -hmm. positive change. All right. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are with Catherine Woodward Thomas. She's the author of the brand new New York Times bestselling book, Out a Week, Conscious Uncoupling, Five Steps to Living Happily Even After. She's also author of the national bestseller, Calling in the One, Seven Weeks to Attract the Love of Your Life. She's a licensed psychotherapist and uh, is world-renowned. And we're very excited to have Catherine here. We're going to continue talking about the steps in terms of conscious uncoupling, which is five steps to living happily even after. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com The schizophrenia community faces tough challenges every day. The community includes individuals living with schizophrenia, their partners, parents, children, siblings, friends, neighbors, co-workers, and also their providers of health care and social services. To hear Dr. Gordon Atherley introduce members of the schizophrenia community who are sharing their experiences... Tune in to Schizophrenia Community Radio every week, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do the adventures of Indiana Jones leave you curious about this exotic and unusual profession? If so, don't miss Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology with Dr. Joseph Schuldenrein. You'll learn about forensics, ancient civilizations, and human origins. Listen to Dr. Schuldenrein and colleagues discuss their excavations and related archaeological topics, ranging from the unique to the sublime, and yes, even the mundane. Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology, live Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Variety. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You 
are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Well, hello, everyone, and we are back. My guest is Catherine Woodward-Thomas. She's the author of the New York Times best-selling book, Hot Off the Press, A Week, Conscious Uncoupling, Five Steps to Living Happily Even After. And you can log on to ConsciousUncoupling.com slash book. Catherine is also the author of the national bestseller, Calling in the One, Seven Weeks to Attract the Love of Your Life. She's a licensed psychotherapist, and she's the co-creator of the Calling in the One online courses and has worked with thousands of people around the world to help people recover from a breakup, from divorce, and to have happy lives. Welcome back, Catherine. Hi, thank you. All right. So we're talking about the first step in conscious uncoupling is find emotional freedom. The second step is reclaim your power in your life. So you let go of being that victim of love and shift your perspective. Talk about that. Well, I think the access to power is always going to be in our willingness to own our part, to take responsibility for our part in the breakup. And, um, you know, it's hard to do that, though, because when we're in the midst of the trauma of a breakup, our minds will automatically gravitate towards telling that story over and over again of what happened, trying to sort it all through or answer the many questions we might have about it. And yet we'll tell the story from the position of how we were wronged, how we were devalued, Mm -hmm. how we Mm -hmm. were mistreated. And so we're kind of solidifying that position of victimization over and over again. So I I, I like to remind people that even if it was 97% the other person's fault, uh, you really want to be looking to discover what exactly your 3% was. Even if that 3% was passive, like you skipped over your own knowing or you ignored the red flags or you you know were just didn't 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 speak up when in that moment when you should have because you have to know that you can you won't make those same mistakes again if you ever want to you know if you ever hope to love and be loved again and to be able to do that with an open and free heart so the problem that we have though <clears throat> excuse me is that when we go to self reflect on ourselves as the source we'll do it in a way that's very shame based Mm-hmm. So we'll ask ourselves questions like, you know, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Or how could I be so stupid? Yeah, why did I do this? Yeah. Why did I do that again? What, you, know, yeah. oh, you know, or you know, or we'll kind of be victimized by what happened to us in our childhood, like how come no one ever loves me? It must mm-hmm. be my fate to not be loved. You know, so we'll come to these kind of, you know, very victimized places or very shame-based places, and it doesn't actually help us because any kind of shame or, you know, blaming behavior is really going to kind of stunt development, actually. So, so, so Catherine, what do you we take people through exercises so that they can work through this? Absolutely. Um, and I, one of the things that I help people to do is to, to begin to ask yourself questions that are going to help you to grow. So the first question you want to ask yourself, you know, in a breakup where you feel like somebody took advantage of you somebody treated you badly, 
Um, maybe you were settling for less than you deserve for a while. You want to ask yourself questions like, you know, how did I give my power away mm-hmm. in this relationship? Mm-hmm. And what could I do to reclaim it? Or how did I treat myself poorly in the way that then was mirrored back to me by the other person? How have I been lying to myself in a yeah. way that someone else just lied to me? You know, things like that, you know, because that's yes. where you're yeah. going to have to come to a point where you recognize that, that there's an amends that needs to be made and the right. amends is really yours to make to yourself. Yeah. Well, and I think another question is, why did I choose this person when I knew a lot of this going in, but I did it anyway? Yes, and, you know, it's interesting. Why is, a, is a, an important question, but it also can, be, can slip into shame. You know, so another way I might say that is, what, what, was, I, what was I trying to get? From, from by choosing this person? Mm-hmm. What was in it for me? What was the payoff that I was going for in choosing somebody who was predictably going to hurt me? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, because if you say that, then you go, well, actually, I, if I know the outcome, even if it's a bad outcome, if I can see the outcome, at least I'm in control. Mm-hmm. Or I never really have to be vulnerable to love because I kind of know that person's going to leave eventually anyway, so it puts me in the driver's seat. You know, a lot of us who have been disappointed in love, you know, are are very reticent to be, um, to to really surrender to the experience again and to be vulnerable in that experience. It's a very vulnerable thing to love somebody. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, and this is where we start to get into, you know, the deeper dimensions of um, our own, and this actually leads right into step three. So the deeper yeah. dimensions of kind Which of our own the pattern, beliefs. Your heart. Right. Yeah, break the pattern, heal your heart. So we're looking for the core beliefs then around love that motivates us to behave certain ways. And, and, and what, also, what might some be, Catherine? Can you give us a list of a, or a couple of them? What might one be? Just an example of a core well, belief. So, so, for instance, if you were neglected in childhood, you might have a deep story about being alone in life. Mm-hmm. And, so, and then, you know, what ends up happening is that inside of those beliefs, we behave in ways that tend to generate more of that story. So, mm-hmm. if you think you're alone in life, it's kind of your fate to be alone, and then somebody comes in and they you know, and, and they love you, you might be so organized around pleasing that person because you never want them to leave because the, the, cor- the corresponding belief about I'm all alone uh, when it comes to other people is other people always leave. Mm-hmm. So then you're so anxious that someone's going to leave that you end up mm-hmm. self-abandoning mm-hmm. <laughs> constantly mm-hmm. to be in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And then eventually they leave because there's like no you there to love, you know, and, and mm-hmm. so they're, they're kind of in a way not really with you. They're just with a people pleaser who's kind of, you know, walking around mm-hmm. not not in your power. So, so anyway, we, that's a, we, we set ourselves up to kind of duplicate these same dynamics again. So in, in step three, I help people to identify what that story is so that they really get clear about the original break in, in your heart that kind of keeps playing out as a pattern over and over and how you're the source of it and, more importantly, how you can graduate forever from that old story and really right. begin to have healthier, healthier happier Happy. experiences right, in so love moving forward. So let's go into step four, which is becoming a love alchemist. That's the next step. 
which is all about creating, um, being able to kind of access your power to create a positive future from wherever you're starting from and to be able to disappear the emotional toxic residue that might be left festering resentment or anger or festering hurt. Um, and I think we all know that experience, you know, when people are co-parenting, for instance, after divorce, and there's tension between the two parents. They might not be fighting. They might even be on the surface amicable, but there's like you're walking on eggshells and, you know, maybe, you know, people are rolling their eyes a little bit or they have terse lips or crossed arms. So children feel all of that residue that's in the Mm -hmm. field. And so step four, become a love alchemist, actually teaches you how to disappear that residue so you're not walking around feeling resentment all the time. Mm. And, you know, studies show that resentment is as hard on the body as if you were a chronic smoker, and it leaves us 20% more likely to have a heart attack. So none of us want to be walking around with that resentment Mm. in our bodies. We really want to complete things and set things up to move forward uh, into a positive future for Mm. everyone. And then the last step is create that happily even after when you take those healthy choices. Yes, absolutely. And creating your happily even after life is about um, recognizing that relationships are really founded upon certain agreements. So really you could say a relationship is a set of agreements about how you care for each other, uh, who you are for each other, what you can expect from each other. And so those agreements are now changing. And so it's making that conscious what they used to be and what they need to be moving forward. And then also aligning our community up with um, being really well and healthy uh, and, and not taking sides uh, with either person because, you know, relationships belong to the two people who are in them, but they also belong to the whole community. That's why we call people pillars of the community, and that's why we invite people to witness a wedding. So relationships really do belong to the entire community, and it's not just the two people who are breaking up that are impacted, but everyone. So I teach how to create co- cohesion and well-being for all involved in the aftermath of a breakup. So, Catherine, what would be your message? What would be your core message of your work and of your book if people get one thing out of this today, if they want to consciously uncouple with the person they're with and live happily even after? What's your message? Well, I think there's a lot at stake in a breakup um, for ourselves and for the people that we love that are impacted by the breakup. And a lot of us will just kind of say, well, you know, time will just kind of heal this hurting heart. I, I liken a broken heart to a broken leg, and we would never just let a broken leg just heal of its own accord. We really want to make the effort to set that break properly um, and to really move our healing along so that by the end of it, we are expanded, we are enhanced, we are smarter, we are wiser, we are deeper, we are more capable of loving and being loved forward than ever before. Right. And now in, in your work, are these workshops or are these long courses? Because each of those steps can take a person a long time. I mean, it, it, this doesn't happen in just a day. So are these year-long courses, six months? How, how do you work with people to help them make these wonderful changes, positive changes? 
Well, we um, the the online program for Conscious Uncoupling, and you can find out more about that by going to ConsciousUncoupling.com, but the online program um, actually is a five-week program. Now, people are welcome to take longer or to take shorter. It's up to the person. And people, I've had people do the Conscious Uncoupling process in one weekend. I've had people take uh, six months to do it. I've actually had people take longer than six months to do it. So it's really up to the individual. I think that... And it's also something that people can come back to because grief is not necessarily a linear process, mm-hmm. Patricia. Um, mm. You know, you might go through the program, feel great and liberated, and then your former partner, you know, gets into a new relationship or mm-hmm. gets engaged to somebody sure. else. And then you need to kind of go back and do a little refresher mm-hmm. on all of it again because, you know, grief has its own timetable. And uh, we are dealing with the loss of a relationship which you held precious and dear at one point, and those are not always the easiest things for us to heal. All right, so if people are interested in the courses, it's uh, Conscious... What's what's the website exactly? ConsciousUncoupling.com. ConsciousUncoupling.com, yes. All right, it's there. Catherine, it's been a delight to have you on the program. I really appreciate it. Really, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and thank you for the incredible work you're doing worldwide. Really, worldwide. All right, stand for one one second. My guest has been Catherine Woodward Thomas. She's the author of the hot off the press, already New York Times bestselling book, Conscious Uncoupling Five Steps to Living Happily Even After. And her second book, which is her national bestseller right before this book, was Calling in the One, Seven Weeks to Attract the Love of Your Life. So take a look at those. Go to ConsciousUncoupling.com. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be back with our next interview right here on The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. We'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 